a melanated mom, working hard as can be. I show up for my children while showing up for me. I'm a melanated, melanated, melanated mom. Hey, mamas. Okay, so which one of you are ready to start a podcast? Don't raise your hand because I can't see you, but I can tell you some of the amazing things that Anchor has to offer you in terms of making a podcast. First of all, Anchor is the easiest way that you could ever record your podcast. It's free. They have tons of creation tools for you to use right from your phone or your computer. They will also help you distribute your podcast so you have to do no extra legwork and it can be heard on places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and many other listening platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need all in one place. So if you're ready to get started, go download the Anchor app for free at anchor.fm. And guess what? I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hey, mamas. How are you? Welcome back and happy Mother's Day. This is the Mother's Day episode. I'm always so excited to celebrate mothers because we deserve it. We deserve to be celebrated. So I have a good episode today with a very good podcast friend of mine. So we are just going to talk all things motherhood. So I hope you enjoy that. Um, hey, guess what? So if you listen to me or follow me in any capacity, you know that I just celebrated one year of podcasting. I can barely believe it myself. I mean, one whole year, I've been doing this podcasting thing. And I actually said I was going to give myself a full year in it. Um, and not quit and just keep going for a full year. And I'm ready to go for a second year. So I'm so excited. I did some um, giveaways on the podcast. As a matter of fact, if you listen to this in real time, the giveaway doesn't end until Wednesday, May. Yes, it's May. (laughs) I don't know what month it is. COVID, guys, COVID. Yes, it doesn't end until Wednesday, May 6th. So if you listen to this in real time, you still have time to enter the giveaway Um, I have a really fun little thing that I'm giving away. So go over to my Instagram page, which is Melanated Mom Podcast, and enter the giveaway. I would really like to give you some of the things that I'm giving away right now. So that was so fun. Um, People bought me gifts. People celebrated me all day and days after. So I was just really excited, guys. Just something really exciting going on in my life right now. And other than that, what else do I want to tell you guys? I don't think there is much else that I want to say. This episode is not super long, but it's right at the hour point. So I don't want to hold you too long on this end. Um, oh, yeah, Digit. So I talked about Digit last time. Digit is a savings app that you could use um, just to save for small goals, big goals. I use it for everything. I use it to save for vacations. I use it to save for my um, things that I want to pick up for my sorority, just all kinds of different little accounts. Well, I would like to give you $5 on behalf of Digit just by signing up. So the code to sign up through me is listed in my show notes. So if you would love to sign up for Digit, go over to my show notes, click the Digit um, link there, and then you could sign up for Digit. And also you could find that on my Instagram page. Again, Melanated Mom Podcast. It is right there in the bio where you could click to get your first $5 and I get $5 too. So you help me, I help you. And I think that is all that I have on this end of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming and enjoy the episode. Talk soon. One more quick thing I forgot to tell you. It always seems that there's one more quick thing that I have to add on. I am going to take a podcasting break. So it's May 5th right now. So I'll probably be back around mid-June. I need to go to YouTube University and Instagram University and all the universities to learn all this tech stuff. So I need a little bit of time to do that. 
But in the meantime, I know you haven't listened to every episode, so you have time to catch up on that. I will still be hanging out on Facebook. I will still be hanging out on Instagram. So I will see you over there. And um, yes, I don't know the rules to these whole podcasting breaks, but my rules are there are no rules. When I get tired and I need a break, I just take one. (laughs) So I will see you guys back here in about a month. Hey, mamas. Thanks for joining me for another edition of the Melanated Mom podcast, where we raise creative, innovative, and independent thinkers. But in the process, we make sure not to forget about ourselves. Today, I have uh, some really, really, really good folks on the podcast today. I actually have one half of the Reality Bites podcast on the podcast today. Uh, Javon Davis is with me, and her partner in crime, Fastel, wasn't able to be here today, but these ladies are hilarious. Oh, so, thank you. Girl, you know, y'all crack me up, okay? <laughs> so I decided to have them on to do a little bit of a Mother's Day edition. Um, me and Javon always talking, always DM, and she has become one of my uh, podcast besties, if I can call her that. We talk about all things podcasts. So um, it just felt fitting to have her on since we'd be talking about motherhood and how it looks and how tired we are on this COVID-19. So Mm -hmm. I'm happy to have her on to discuss some of the things about motherhood, laugh about some things, uh, probably get mad about some stuff too. You know, you know how we do it as moms. So, hey, Javon, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on this podcast and as you already said, Fastel can't be here, but she sends her love your way. And thank you again for having me. You know, you're one of the top five podcasts that I listen to. Hey. And if you're a new listener, make sure you subscribe to Tracy's podcast. She has some amazing, amazing, amazing content. And she always keeps it real and teaches you how to teach, um, think outside the box and be creative as a mother you know so many tips so many gems so out here giving a call to action at the first at the top of the podcast I love it (laughs) thank you I appreciate that Javon you know I feel the same way about you guys I'll be waiting for Wednesday to come out so I can get my good laugh on so (laughs) (laughs) they talk about some very interesting stuff so you guys got to go on and check them out as well yes 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 okay sorry (laughs) girl no please look you know how we do it you know I'll be having all kind of mistakes and everything you know I do not be tripping that's the kind of listener that I'm trying to attract here it's a listener that ain't trying to be perfect okay so exactly we do it (laughs) so like I said we're just here to chat about uh all things motherhood and just um just how it goes down in these streets as a mother these days. Uh, mm-hmm. It's totally different for, for me um, because as you all know, my listeners that I have a 24 year old as well and parenting all over again has been a tad bit different for me. I feel like I parent like a grandparent because I actually could be somebody's grandparent right now. So you I'd be could. like super laid back to the point sometimes where I'd be like, okay, I need to amp it up because these kids need all kind of getting in check because they be doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh Javon, tell us a little bit about your family um, dynamics. Like, who's in your family? You mean my immediate family or, like, the big family? You just nah, mean the, my- the, the folks that live right there in your house. Okay, so it's my <laughs> husband. I have a husband and I have three beautiful children. Um, I have my two sons and I my daughter and she's my bonus baby and I love her very much. <laughs> so my son is 11 and um, he's not with my husband. And then I have my daughter who's actually my niece that we take care of. And then I have my um, youngest son and he is one years old. Javon, I never knew that it was actually your niece. Yes, she's my niece. Okay, all right. We're actually supposed to do an episode about that, but <laughs> yeah, it's in the works. It's in the works. All right. Well, that that's very interesting, and I know that 
just from conversations of ours that she keeps you on your toes yes she does oh lord she's a she Ooh, i don't know she's five going on 40 she's so like creative she's so smart she's too smart for her own good she's all oh lord she's but she's a natural leader and i i, I love my little boo boo she is she is great <laughs> but she is so challenging in the fact that you know she'll put stuff together in the house and say she's building something but then you know that's a piece of my clothes that's a piece of something that's something what are you doing but you know I try to encourage her I always tell my husband I said she her personality is going to make for her to be a great adult but I don't that's, know about right now. It's like right. a great and adult. that's the thing, right? Exactly. Like all these things that challenge us in motherhood when they're younger, mm-hmm. it is that the, the exact thing that is going to make them into who they are and to be able to challenge the world to not always feel like they have to be followers. That's how leaders are born right there. Exactly. And that's really what everyone says about her, like her teachers. If she gets in trouble, she started it. It's never because she was following someone else. It's she just she started to do this and she's starting to make the other girls in the classroom do it too. You we could see she's gonna be a great leader, but for right now, she just I'm like, yeah. And she always thinks her way is the correct way. <laughs> and even though she's not my daughter, I think it's like I see myself in her. I don't know if it's because we're both Capricorns. But she is my daughter. I don't mean to say it like that, but she's not biologically mine. Right. But it's just we it's the, we share so much of the same traits. I see myself in her. So I don't know. But yeah, yeah it, it, it's always interesting, those, those traits that you just, I mean, not that you want to, that lots of parents like kind of shush in their children, that they don't let them express. But mm-hmm. I think that is wonderful that you do let her have that freedom because like we just stated, it brings about great leaders. And by the time she gets a teenager, I'm going to tell you this about my son, because the older one, because he's not a follower and he never has been. So by mm-hmm. the time he got a teenager girl, I was worried about him 0% because exactly. he ain't doing nothing that he don't want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so y'all could be out here doing all this crazy stuff. Even now, like everybody teases him about being in the clubs and DJing and stuff. And he's not like a big drinker. And he's not mm-hmm. a smoker or anything. And they'd be like, oh, you know, Sean, the choir boy or whatever. And he'd be like, yep, he not, he's not moved by it. It don't make or break him that somebody sees him in a certain way. He's just like, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with who I am. And that's an admirable trait. I really like that. And that's something that I want to instill in my children. And that's a reason I think I gravitated towards your podcast so much because you advocate for letting your children you don't think of your child as a child necessarily, but as truly as a person that has thoughts, their own ideas, their own feelings. Like, yes, we know children have that, but you make sure that those things are being expressed. And, you know, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but you make sure to acknowledge your children's feelings and stuff like that. And you, I've learned a lot from that part, from your podcast. Girl, so, I appreciate that because I'm still learning every day, okay? Because some days I'd be like, y'all not going to express it. Um, <laughs> y'all about to do everything I tell you to do. And that's the end. That's my brain that sometimes tells me that uh-uh, I got to get this under control. But we do still like practice boundaries. But and I feel like what is a healthy way to practice a boundary, because I think about the way that I want to be treated as an individual. Do mm-hmm. I want somebody screaming and hollering at me? Do I want somebody embarrassing me when I don't do the right thing? Do I want somebody putting their hands on me? I don't desire for anybody to do any of those things to me. And actually, if somebody did that to me, I would get up and leave. But kids, they can't do that. They can't leave us. So, you know, you put yourself in a a very bad position when you do that to your children for your future relationship with them. You do. I just don't have a desire to drive my kids away in that way. So I, I, um, I don't know. I mean, I go against the grain a lot, you know, because a lot of black parents tell me that, oh, you need to do this and you need to do that. And it's like normally involves spanking them and doing all this other kind of stuff. And I just have to get quiet. I told you how I am. I got to pull out my, oh, okay. Because I'm about <laughs> to lose friends. 
or 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 bless you bless you right. bless you bless you you know god bless you because i have to do things the way that i want to do them and if you want to be hitting all over your kids and spanking them all day then be my guest that's your decision right mm -hmm. but it's not my decision for my life so exactly uh, yeah so i love talking to you because we do we parent very much in the same way so i, I love meeting another uh, mom of color who kind of sees that you know i just think because i grew up with um jamaican parents and festo grew up with african parents so that's how we kind of got together we both have foreign parents and foreign parents are kind of like i don't know you've probably seen jokes or memes about it but they're very they don't really you don't really express emotions at all you never grew up really talking to your parents and education is like very very big but i just remember the way i grew up and certain things that i went through and i wasn't able to express myself and just being younger i'm i'm a naturally opinionated and blunt person so i always felt like there was something wrong with that wrong with me and i in turn never want my children to feel that way i don't want them to feel like because you're different or you speak up or you speak your mind that there's something wrong with that so i think that's what what, what sparked me to be the way i am with my children now and it does something to you it's not just a thing that like oh okay my parents were this way with me and this is no shade towards any of our parents because parents do the best that they can you know I'm hoping that my, my kids don't show no shade towards me for what I did you know mm -hmm. yeah they do the best they can with what they have but um also you don't want to be in a position where you're giving somebody something that they take all the way into adulthood and it's really hard for people to shake certain things I mean exactly I'm sure you could think of things that happened in your childhood you know from your parents or from whatever source that still carry through with you and like i'm like i'm trying to keep my kids out of 30 years of therapy okay i know <laughs> that's where i'm at now in the therapy <laughs> right so. exactly and it's like it's nothing wrong with that but there are things that we could do on this end of it to give our kids more confidence and they get enough um enough slack from the world enough being beaten down by the world why would you want to bring that into your home as well they exactly. need some kind of soft place to land, you know? So I'm always thinking about that. Like, you know, I pick you up from school and I start screaming at you about something that you did, but I have no idea what even happened to you at school today. You exactly. could have been bullied, anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I'm just going to add to that. Like, I'm just not interested in being that person. Yes, so. and I always want my kids to be able to talk to me about anything so even to the point like I know I'm going to hurt you as your parent I'm not perfect I'm going to do something to hurt you I want you to be able to come back and be like mom dad the way you said this I didn't like the way you did this I didn't really like it it made me feel this type of way and then I want to be able to apologize for that mm -hmm. and actually work on not doing it again that's the type of relationship that I want to have because I did not get an apology from my parents until I was well into adulthood like you know I, they had they did and not to them but my mom grew up with an abusive father and my dad they just did the best they I don't blame them right. for anything because I know at the end of the day I know how much they love me I know how much they care about me but they grew up they didn't learn the tools to effectively communicate so I can't hold them responsible for them our relationship now is much better than when I was younger and the talks that we had. But I just want my children so that we don't have to wait 20 years later for me to be like, oh, I didn't realize that was the effect that I was having of you. I want to nip it in the bud right then and there. Right. And, and like you said, and like we said before, I don't think any parent is out here trying to do this on purpose. No. Like we're all like dealing with our own stuff as adults as now that you are an adult like you know like your parents were dealing with their own stuff mm -hmm. as well as trying to still parent you so everybody is doing the best that they can um but in the in the situations that we know that we're not living up to par then we need to seek help for those things like maybe it is therapy maybe it is like running it by a girlfriend maybe it is sitting down talking to your spouse and saying, hey, this is the way that 
I intend for us to parent our children and getting on one accord about that. But, you know, I mean, if we see that we have a problem, we have to be the ones as adults because kids don't know nothing, right? Mm -hmm. All they know is what they see us do. So we exactly. have to be, be man or woman enough to say that, okay, look, I see that I have some traits that are not so great and I don't want to pass them down. I don't want it to continue as a generational curse and go get help and seek help for that and stop it right where it is. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, that, that was good, girl. We went off on a tangent cause we weren't even, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't even getting all up into that, but like, that's how I feel when I'm talking to you. It's just like so natural cause we have so many of the same views as far as parenting goes. So I know. And you know yeah. what I always wondered, why can't you comment on someone else's parenting? If, if you look horrible in a dress, your girlfriend could tell you, girl, you don't look good in that dress. Or you doing something dumb with a, a guy, your girlfriend could tell you, girl, you know you out here looking like a fool. So why can't we? I remember back then, it used to be a village raising children. How You know your friends could see better than you could see. I welcome anyone to give me some tips or what they see, as long as I know it's coming from a good place. Right. like tips on my parenting because how am I supposed to grow as a parent especially when they're younger if no one is making comments on it I, I just so always sticky. wondered that it's so sticky though Javon because you know people be extra sensitive in these streets okay so <laughs> you have to really be careful as a matter of fact um we always, me and you, we always talk about my friend Anna and Deanna, but in a good way, Anna and Deanna, yeah. we ain't talking about y'all bad, but we always talk about like our relationship and everything. And so Deanna came up with a new project that she's going to do that I'm super excited for her about, but she asked us for some feedback and I'm really careful with my feedback now because, mm -hmm. you know, folks be taking stuff the wrong way. And so she you know had us go over it or whatever look at it give me your feedback constructive criticism or whatever so i sent her some things that i saw that i thought that she could improve on or work on or whatever but then i said you know i'm real careful with my feedback towards people i'm like this is not really a gift that i share with everybody because mm -hmm. people don't know how to take your feedback if That's i'm giving, if i'm giving somebody feedback it's because i love them because if i don't what is it oh okay God bless you. <laughs> it ain't no, <laughs> it ain't no deep conversation. I'm not about to waste my words on somebody that I'm not really like feeling like that. So exactly. if I'm telling you anything about something that I see, it's because I'm coming from a place of you are my girl and I'm not about to have you out here looking raggedy. Mm -hmm. But people get sensitive, you know? I don't know. But even if you hurt my feelings and this is the way I look at it, like, even if you were to say something now that hurt my feelings, I would have to know that it wasn't coming from a place of ill intent. If, for example, if Estelle was telling me something, oh, but it looks like, you know, you're spoiling Ryan a little bit, or it looks like you favor this one over that one, and I know that's not what you want to do, but to the world, this is what you, you is out here looking like. And I'm sitting up there like, dang, damn, it hurt my feelings. But at the same time, when you start to sit down and think about it, Hmm, maybe she's right. And if she's perceiving this way, maybe somebody else could perceive it the way. Maybe my own kids are perceiving this way. What can I do about it? It wakes you up at least and makes you look at it, right? I mean, exactly. even if it's not something that you think that is a problem, at least it wakes you up and be like, okay, let me pay attention to that yeah. part of my parenting and, yeah. and see if there is really anything there about that. Exactly. If you're going, if you're my friend and you go into the club Monday through Thursday, when you doing what you need to do with your kids, girl, you know, you go to the club a lot. What's going on? And you could take it one or two ways. And the, to me, I feel like the only time your feelings get hurt is when you know it's true. Right. Yeah, that's true. When you, when you're guilty of anything, of course, you know, you get defensive, you don't, you don't really want to dive into it, but you know, that's again, like, that's a, oh, okay. God bless you moment because <laughs> look, I got a lot of struggles over here and I got a lot of stuff that I need to work on. And I got enough business of my own to keep me busy from now until Jesus comes. So <laughs> if you don't want to hear from me, then I'm good with that. You know, I'm not going to like drill it or whatever, but I just feel like 
you're right. Like we should be able to comment on something that we see that doesn't look quite right without somebody getting super offended or upset about it. And of course, there's a way that you approach somebody. You don't come, you come correct when you're telling somebody something exactly. about their parenting. So I, I, I really wish it was a thing. I wish people felt comfortable enough to be approached about stuff like that. Yeah, well, I always tell people, if you see something, please say something to me. If, if my feelings get hurt, they, I'll get over it. But I love to know what people really think. <laughs> I don't know. if Because I don't, I don't want to be talking to you and you know you can't stand me, but you're pretending to talk to me. If right. you don't like me, then at least I know how to carry myself in every situation. And most of the time... It's, it's nice to see how people perceive you or what you're putting out into the world. So especially if you have a friend, I think that also would make your parenting better. It takes a village. Just ask them, do you notice anything? If you really want to know. I don't know. Some people, most people don't want to know. <laughs> Girl, I have to tell my mom that all the time. She be feeling like this, that, and the other about something that she say or do. I'm like, mom, do you know people don't want to know stuff? Like... <laughs> Like, why are you saying that out loud? Because people don't really want to know. They only they act don't. like they want to know. And <laughs> I might be people. Like, sometimes maybe I don't want to know. But when you tell me, at least I have a chance to step back and look at it. Like, I might be salty or mad at somebody in the beginning. I ain't going to even mm -hmm. lie. I might be like, I can't believe she said that. But yeah. at the end of the day, I might be, okay. She might be right. So I might be mad at you. I might not talk to you for like three days, but I'm going to get over it. <laughs> I'm going to be three okay. Three days? That's a long time. <laughs> maybe three, maybe four. I don't know. But you know, oh, I'll get over it. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that point, though. It, it would really help us so much in doing the things that we need to do for our children, so... I'm going to jump into some of these questions that I actually had because none of that was on the list. That was just a bonus. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, so what does motherhood mean to you? Motherhood means to me when you actually are taking care of the children that you have. You giving birth to a baby does not make you the, a mother. I think that it takes a lot of sacrifice. I think it takes a lot of discipline and I think it takes knowing you want the best for this person that you have brought into the world or you didn't bring into the world because there's so many different types of motherhood situations out here that's what motherhood means to me I agree mm. with that uh, I totally get that um because you're right like birthing a baby and really like showing up for your life as far as being a parent is completely different <laughs> exactly um you know I'm just even like during this whole um COVID thing I had talked to somebody else on a podcast last week and mm -hmm. I said to her you know a lot of people are like having a problem like being home with their kids I'm like overwhelmed as well like it's a lot to be home with them all day but yeah. <clears throat> This is the thing. It's like so many of us in this world will run out here and try to be the hero for everybody else. We'll be the hero at work. Mm -hmm. We'll be running to all of our friends' events. We'll be doing everything to the dead of night to be tired, only to have our kids ask us for something for us to tell them to get out of our face. Oh, so my gosh. You just you said a whole go, word. Girl, you're going to go out here and do everything for everybody else in the world. You're going to give all your best energy to everybody else and then you're going to come home to the people that didn't ask to be here and don't want to have nothing to do with them exactly <laughs> that's a problem so mm -hmm. it's not only about like having a kid and like you know okay so I'm here a warm body in this place to be able to say that okay I'm here with them but I don't do anything above that yeah and so I I, I um you know, I know we all get tired. Like I come in here some days and I'm just like dead. I don't want to do nothing for nobody. But I know that part of it is a sacrifice. It is. Even I when I don't, even when I don't feel like it. You know, I still have to get up and do things. Exactly. It it just really is a difference. They did not ask to be here 
and it, it's just so funny how you could put on this fake front when you're at work all day and you having these conversations but when you come home you don't even have time your kid is showing you something and you're just like oh, da, da, da. that's just no it's not you're, not you're not even looking at them I, and no. i've heard something else recently too where a mom was like talk, a kid was talking to the mom or whatever and the mom was like listening and the kid was like listen to me and she's like i do i'm listening i'm listening and the kid said listen with your eyes oh like, wow left me in my heart girl i, I was know. like you know how you be unfocused you don't be paying attention you don't be looking and they wanted she wanted the undivided attention of her parents exactly i know because i was just thinking that the other day my it was like all my kids was going crazy baby boy was just screaming a tooth is coming out and he did not want to let me go and my daughter was like look mommy look mommy look mommy look mommy look mommy i swear that's all i heard and i was like aren't you tired of saying look mommy she said no because kids have so much energy and I was like, don't I know it? And then I was like, I promise, because we have this thing and we call it the only girl's day. So that's my time. I try to make special with her. And I was like, we're going to have the only girl's day tonight. So don't just let me get through this. And then in the night, you know, I did, a, we did built a little fort thing and we were in there and I could care less what she was talking about, to be honest. I don't know <laughs> what she was talking about. She wanted to paint nails, and I swear, I just all I wanted to do was go to sleep. But I know how important it is to make your children feel important. No matter how tired you are, if I was at work, no matter how tired I was, I would keep pushing, right? right. So why not? Why wouldn't I keep pushing for my daughter, for my sons, whoever? That's what I just think. It's yeah. Just, you got to give them the time, even if it's ten minutes, and you just pull, especially when you have multiple children, because you know. I don't know about your kids, but my kids are so, they get jealous. Like, if one kid comes up and gives you a hug, all three of them got to come up. <laughs> like, okay. Yep, it's the same way around here, but you do, you have to learn how to turn it off. And like, for right now, we on this podcast interview, I'm not looking at my phone. I got my phone off. You have my undivided attention. Why the can't I give same. the same, the same energy to my kid that I would give to any friend, any job, any mm -hmm. outing that I went to. I think exactly. it's important. Yep. So, you know, I try to be more intentional with my time. Um, it's like we live in this day and age of cell phone. And I found it even more so like with uh, the whole COVID-19. It's like people think you're at their disposal all day. Uh, negative. <laughs> I'm not at your disposal all day. What else you got to do? Right, girl, I got a whole movement over here, okay? I need to be able to concentrate on my family. Just because I'm home all day doesn't mean that I'm available all day. And so exactly, we got to know when to turn it off, too. And sometimes I just have to be like, okay, my phone is going in a room where I'm not so that I could tune in and tap in to what I got to do around here. So yes. And I had to actually take a social media break. I was like getting overwhelmed with it. I just said, you know what? I didn't even get on my phone at social media. I'm not going to say my phone because I still text people, but I didn't get on social media and it was felt so good. I was like, I need a week break. I don't know if it's a lot. I need like a month break. A day wasn't even enough. And it was just like, it's just so how much more you're able to be in tune with things when you're not in social media not it saying that social media is a bad thing but I just felt like I was I had to do stuff on social media it was just becoming so overwhelmed it didn't feel genuine to me anymore it pulls at you and we talked about it too because you feel like you have so many things that you're trying to focus on there especially when you're new to podcasting or new to whatever it is that you're doing you get a mm -hmm. lot of your support from people on social media but at some point, I just want the, the reach to be organic. And I mean, it can yeah. be organic on social media as well, but mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like I have to work so freaking hard to do it because it should just be like, kind of like we are, like we just, okay, we just click automatically, like when we started talking. And so the reach was kind of more organic, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but when I have to like do all that extra work and not that I mind listening to anybody's podcast or anything like that, that's not even what I'm saying. But mm -hmm. when I feel like I have to like stretch myself so much to even find something of yours that 
I connect with just so because you like my stuff. Now I got to go back and like your stuff grows too much. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, too much. I yeah. agree. Right. So I'm, I'm glad you took your little break. I need to start taking some breaks too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah. I was going to ask you too. So you remember how you, when you were young and we used to always say that we never wanted to like turn into our parents or, mm-hmm. or we don't want to say or do things that their parent that our parents have done. So what's that one thing that your mother used to do that you feel like you probably now do to your own kids? <laughs> so this is a two-part question because I feel like we always talk about the negative thing that we got from our parents. So I'm going to give you one positive thing and one negative thing hey, I that, like I'm it. that I've yep. got from my mom. Mm-hmm. So my mom, every Valentine's Day till this day, has always gotten us gifts for Valentine's Day. And I'm not talking about like a little car. It's always like specific to us, specific Aww. to the things that we love and because of that, I've, I've always felt very loved. I don't know how to explain it, but I never cared if I got a Valentine's Day gift or anything else because the best gift that I was going to get was from my mom. And I still do that. To, I do that with my kids because I felt like it impacted me so much that my mom took the time to actually know what we like. It wasn't just, oh, we're getting that or we're getting that. It was very specific to each child. And it was so extravagant. My mom is over the top just naturally (laughs) so just over the top it's just wonderful and you just knew you were you just know how much she loves you because of not saying the gifts but that's the way I felt like oh I'm so loved I have the best mom and I used to go to school and kids would be jealous like "Uh," and I'll be like well look at what my mom got me you know bragging about it so I still do that to this day because I feel like that's something she made special and the thing that I do like my mom that I never said that I was going to do. <laughs> I always, I tell the kids, I'm just like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Like my mom used to say that all the time. I used to hate it. And now I'm doing the same thing. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And um, yeah, you can't sleep with me in the bed. I'm just so tired. I'm so, so tired. And now I understand why my mom is saying that. Like I know we didn't understand when we were younger, why don't your parents want you around you all the time? <laughs> like you want to be around them. And now I'm just like, oh, mom, I get it. I get it now. So those That'd be the, the biggest energy drain ever is that they just want to be around you all day. <laughs> like, and not only what? do you want to be around me, you want, to, you want me to look at every single <laughs> thing you're doing. And then they're competing for each other. No, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, you didn't, you didn't say it like how you said with Aubrey. You didn't say like how you did with uh, me. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're you like, this can't be real. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, y'all don't ever want to call your dad's name? Why are you calling my name? Like, we're sitting right beside each other, yet you're calling me. Call your dad. Girl, my favorite line, my favorite tagline with the kids every time, like, if I'm doing something and they want me to do all this, I'll be like, I am just one human being, a single human being in the earth. I cannot look at and do everything. And I also tell them I'm a human being when they just, like, act like I don't have no feelings I'm a Mm -hmm. human you know I mean all humans have feelings girl they be looking at me like what in the world (laughs) what is she even talking about right now (laughs) well I'm like y'all need to know okay because look I don't feel like doing everything you want to do all day and I don't feel like being your 24 hour a day person to look at everything (laughs) I know I asked my older son to get me the remote and he was like, you're just so lazy. I was like, boy, you don't even do chores. Are you serious right now? I said, who does your laundry? Who does that? I said, you know what? I'm, I need to fall back so you can really see what laziness is. I said, I go to work so you could have food in the fridge and this and that and that. He regretted saying that because I just went on. Man, oh, it's just geez. it's all the stuff that you don't, like you said, you don't realize that your parents are like, kind of going through you know when you have to go somewhere all day and physically not even like sometimes at work I don't be doing nothing 
but it's just that I physically have to be on a certain level. Like I have to like have my energy up. I have mm-hmm. to have my personality shining. I got to be out there. Girl, that is exhausting. It is. <laughs> just having to act like I want to be here with y'all, first of all. That's the that's <laughs> first exhausting thing. Exactly. I don't really want to be here. I just want your paycheck, okay? Exactly. <laughs> facts. Facts on top of facts. Jeez. So then it's just like when you come home from that and you're actually able to, I guess, like relax down, like mm-hmm. you just, it just drains like right away. And then you go right into your next set of things that you have to do. And sometimes that's just like overwhelming. I it mean, is. I have to just talk to myself on the way home and be like, okay, so you better be using this drive home as your downtime. Because when mm-hmm. you get home, you need to bring the energy. You can't just go home and like be zero energy. So like, let me get my pep talk into myself about whatever I need to do so that I could be on for them as well. But, you know, yeah. some days I don't be feeling it at all. So, and like you said, they don't never call out for dad. I'll be like, but he's right here, right next to me. You see, doing the same thing. We, we got the hearts. Dad, my husband will ignore them kids in a second and they just give, they give up. Like he has the, the ignore game of stone. Me, they be like, mommy, mommy. And then I see their little faces. And they be like, oh, that's my heart. How could I do that? I got to go to my babies. I got to. Girl, I feel you. The one thing that I do that my mom used to always do to my son, I mean, it's not either negative or positive. It's just Sometimes it's just stupid because I don't even have, have it to give him what I'm asking. But every time he come in the house, I'd be like, are you hungry? My mom used to always do that to us, no matter when. She still does it to us when we're grownups, adults, or whatever. And I do that to him. Girl, I don't be having no food. I'm like, so if he was hungry, and if he, in fact, did say he was hungry, what was you going to do about it? <laughs> Sit here and be like, I'm hungry, too. So you what we gonna figure something out? You gonna create something? <laughs> Make something up. And this is the cold part about it. Like the coldest part ever is that his girlfriend is not at all shy. So she always be hungry. I'd be like, "Are you hungry? Y'all hungry?" She'd be like, "Oh yeah, what you got?" I'm hungry. <laughs> I'd be like, "Girl, you got the wrong answer." Okay. I know. I don't know food. <laughs> but you know what? My mom always taught me when someone offers you something always to say no unless like your real is like a real dire need but because you know they're just offering to be polite so when someone offers I just have have always been like oh no no especially if I don't know the person no it's fine see that's super old school too right because my mom <laughs> used to say that too and she used to actually tell us when you go to people house don't ask for nothing and exactly. don't, <laughs> if yeah. they tell you, do you want something? Don't say you don't want it. I'll be like, but I'll be thirsty. Like, I, I know. No water. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Dang, you just brought that back to my remembrance because I never even thought about that. It's just like, you got to say no to everything. Like, come on. Yeah. So to this day, I still do that. If I go over a stranger's house and they're like, oh, you want something to drink? I'd be like, no. No, and they're like, you sure? I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I could be dying, but I always say no. <laughs> That's why I said these 2,000 kids are different because my kids be asking a million questions of mm-hmm. every person. I mean, that the other day my um, son was talking on his uh, phone to his friend and his friend's iPad was dying. So my son going to take it upon himself to call the friend back on the mom's cell phone Oh, and, and start saying hello to her. And she's like, yeah, Grayson's iPad is charging. And he going to say, well, can he use your phone? Oh, no. Maybe not right now. And my son was like, are you busy? Are you talking on your phone? I was just like, oh, no. Asking this lady her whole entire life. Violation. Get off the phone, okay? His iPad is dead. But (laughs) these kids don't have no way of knowing. They just like, we don't ask every single question because we mm-hmm. need we need answers i'm like wow yeah. <laughs> but some questions you just gotta let it go right exactly like she said she was trying to be polite but it's like he didn't get it so he was like yeah so i need to know the real deal like can he use your phone or not i was like wow and she said or not <laughs> right <laughs> he just didn't get it i was like Boy, hang up right now he'll call you back <laughs> So on to the next question, who, who inspires you to keep your mom game up? 
the easiest answer ever my kids inspire me my my mother and my kids my mother was such a hard-working mother and you you know like even though we didn't really say I love you like out loud the things she did let us know that we were loved so I always want to be like my mother when I'm being a parent I want to be like that and then my kids like I got to go for them they didn't ask to be here they didn't act, you know the world is already a messed up place I got to do the best I can for them that's just how I think be yeah. the best version of myself I don't know and when my kids hurt I hurt <laughs> even it's- like if my husband is joking with my son, he says something mean, I got to remember, oh, I, I got to let him be kind of tough. But you, you know how boys joke around with each other. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I got to let him learn this. But at the same time, I'm like, you hurt my son's feelings. I feel like slapping you. <laughs> I know. It's, it's hard. It really is. And I think about, like, all the stuff that, like, my oldest went through. And, I mean, he's super mellow or whatever. Like, but when he had, like, anything that happened to him for the first time like he like wasn't having a good relationship with the girl or it went downhill or somebody did something wrong to him girl I'd be just wanting to fight all the time I'm exactly. like girl you're gonna beat up every kid every person that hurts his feelings you know but mm-hmm. it is it's, it, it makes you very um just it's like it's happening to you it is it's, it's not even them you know he had so many problems in middle school and these kids, like, really, like, were somebody that he was hanging out with at first, and then they weren't hanging out with him anymore. So mm-hmm. I kind of, like, felt a certain kind of way about it. But, girl, let me tell you, I didn't like these kids all the way up through they graduated from um, high school. And my mm-hmm. son was over it, okay? But I wasn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just took it on and was like, that was, like, it happened to me, you know? And I was like, man, you know. It's not it's even never- like it happens to you though. It's like worse. It's funny because you could you could hurt my feelings. You could say whatever, but you say something about one of my kids. It's like a weird thing that comes over me. I'll never like you again. I got family members I don't talk to this day over my kids. I'm serious. Like you say one wrong thing, and I'm not talking about constructive criticism. I'm talking about oh my gosh you just say one wrong thing I remember when I was younger like one of my aunt was talking about how my son was reading and he was four at the time and uh, no he was five I'm sorry and why isn't he reading yet oh my son could do this that and the third blah 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 blah. and remember she's my aunt and remember I'm Jamaican so it's like a no-no even though I was already grown it's a no-no to talk against your elders I told her if you don't get that f out my face and if you ever decide to comment on my son again we're gonna have some problems like you need to get out my face so i'm about to fight you <laughs> girl i understand the seriousness of it i mean i have just removed us from situations and i'm just saying that we're not going to entertain that anymore we're not going to go back there and um I had to do it to some people that were very close to us as well. And I would just tell my mom, my mom would ask us about going certain places and stuff. And I'm like, we're not going back there. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way that it made me feel. I don't like the way that it, it seemed like they were expecting my kid to be the adult when they're the adult. I'm like, no, this exactly. is it. This is the way that I run my household. And this is the way that I want my son to know that he's loved and cared mm-hmm. for. And I don't need anybody who's not even a part of my situation. Like, you're not in my house. So exactly. you have no idea how we get by from day to day, speaking something negative into our life. That was more, more of what it was. Like you said, it wasn't like a constructive thing. It was like you were almost trying to tear him down. So, and the thing no. about it is that you don't know what disability he might have mm-hmm. or anything like that. You have no idea what's going on. And then you're trying to compare him to your son. I'm glad your son is doing all that. Clap, clap, clap. My son's not. And then that that was the issue that I have. You're saying that stuff in front of him. If she had just told me that, it would have been a different story. But to say it in front of my son, oh, I had to let him know. I had to, you know, 
because I hate when adults talk about children in front of the children. Right. No. And I'm going to let my son know there's nothing wrong with you. You, Everyone learns at a different pace. Some people have some stuff and they need accommodations to help them. And that's fine. And what her son is doing, that's great. What you're doing, that's also great. You don't need to worry about what she's saying. And so this day, I don't talk to her. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, I, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know. I don't, I don't need that type of energy in my but life. But you know, and it's like, because it's not a competition. And I think that, um, you know, pitting kids against each other or making them feel, try to feel bad because they're not at a certain place it doesn't help anything. And that's another thing that I make sure that I really put into my kids is to let them know what's appropriate. So even if I'm not there, even if you weren't there with your son, not for Mm -hmm. him to say anything back to your aunt, but Mm -hmm. also to know what is appropriate for somebody to say to me and how I am to respond to that. So girl, there has been times where I have told my kids that if somebody asks you this certain kind of question, you tell them, oh, you can ask that from my mom. Mm -hmm. Because what they're doing is they're trying to test to see how much you know. But if they really want to know something, they need to go to an adult about that. (laughs) That's not for kids to answer. Even when it was something so simple, like my daughter was talking to a friend of hers on the phone the other day. And the Mm. little girl was just like being overbearing to let everything be her way. And Mm. so my daughter was like starting to cry or get sad or whatever. And when Mm. she got off the phone, I said, you teach people how to, how to treat you. You Mm -hmm. tell them that if they want to decide to do a certain thing, a certain way, that that's fine. You can do that, but I'm no longer going to be involved in this. So I'm going to excuse myself from the situation. I'm going to get off the phone Mm -hmm. because we're the only people that we can control. So if someone is doing something to you that's hurtful or they're not being, they're not regarding your feeling as well as something that's concerned, then you mm-hmm. be the one to say that I have control of my own self and I'm going to decide to remove myself. Exactly. Yeah. So even teaching all those little, you know, those little rules or those little tricks for them to like get out of the situation so that they can feel validated by who they are. And so I I felt like as a kid, like, not that my parents didn't want to give me that, but they didn't know how to give me that. Agreed. And I don't want my daughter to be 46 years old trying to tell people how she feels like she wants to live her own life. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. right now I'm going to teach her at six years old to say, okay, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But what I want to do is something else. So I'm going to let you go now so that you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. not about like your way is wrong or my way is wrong. It's about me protecting my own space. And that's it. And what's funny is I would say even being a teacher kind of motivates me as a mother because you see kids who have the type of parents that like you are or I am or Facel is. And it's like, wow, like these kids could communicate their emotions so effectively effectively better than most adults and they also can handle situations I feel like they're less susceptible to peer pressure Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay and then it's the kids with the parents who are all you know who are not really in their lives who are the ones or the ones that shut their kids you can always tell what kind of parent a kid has by the way they act That's so true. And we have the tools to give them exactly what they need. And sometimes that's a lot of work because it's everything that I see that we come in contact with that I'm saying, oh, let me tell you how to handle this situation. Yeah. It makes me feel like when I, if if something happens to me and I'm not here that, oh, you're going to be just fine because you're going to know what to do and how to handle yourself. And even if I'm still here, but you're at a different location and I'm at a different location, then you know, okay, my mom told me that, no, I don't have to put up with that. Exactly. <laughs> it's a no, you know? So it's, it's all, like I said, it's all tuning in and stuff. You know, you got to be very aware. But again, like you said, that's what parenting is. It's not about just having a kid and just mm-hmm. letting them go out into the world and figure it out. <laughs> exactly you have to be involved so you do and they did not ask to be here some people really feel 
like they're cursed by their kids. Ain't nobody told you to have that child. Nobody <laughs> told you to have that child. Like I don't get it. Oh, if Ray Ray wasn't here, then I could do that. If John wasn't here, then I could do that. If you had kept your glass, not even keeping your last clothes, if you had used some kind of birth control, if you had actively thought about what you wanted to do, then you wouldn't be in the situation right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't really blame a kid for them being here or wanting to be a kid. I mean, because kids are going to want to be kids. They not always fit into the little box that you have for them. So look, get ready to give up the next 18 years and longer, okay? Because when do you ever stop being a parent? At every stage, you still, they still need something that they didn't know before. So that's just life. This is the life you chose for yourself, okay? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's too much stuff out here nowadays to get hooked in the trap. Once you decide that you're going to, you know, once you get pregnant and you decide, I don't believe in abortion, but some, you know, I don't judge anyone for getting an abortion, but once you decide to keep the baby and do whatever you decide to do, then you need to decide that hunker down and you need to know that your life is going to change. And you're all, you're all in basically. Yeah, there, there ain't no like back doors. Not like <laughs> I'm trying to escape down here. No, no, no. You need to be all in. That's just exactly. That's and just you know what I noticed? A lot of people have kids to be loved. Like they they want kids so that mm-hmm. they can get the love that they never got, but they don't love themselves. So in turn, it kind of messes the kids up. If I'm making sense. Yeah, like, I get it. Like they never got love from their parents or the outside world and they haven't have a kid and you know, a baby meeting you, that's a very powerful kind of feeling and kind of love. And then you get that, but then the child starts to get older and they need different things and then you don't know what to do. (laughs) And even like that baby, like that's not going to fulfill that love that you think that you need because that's a different kind of it's a different kind of what you're looking for than what a baby can actually give you. Kids can't give us the love that we should be filled with already ourselves. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that, you know, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation that could drive you into some, some deep depression or, you know, not being the kind of parent that you know that you need to be. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's not the solution ever (laughs) is to try to have a kid so you can feel loved. So it's the last crazy. or keep a man. Oh my gosh, don't even talk about that girl. Look. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to run them further away cuz this crap is like exactly. not, this is not for the faint at heart, okay? So you better mm-hmm. know that you got that man and you better know that you love yourself because you ain't about to get none of that by having a baby. Yes, cuz motherhood <laughs> is the real hood. Man, oh. are you are not lying. It is the real one. And every day I'd be like, I did not sign up for all of this stuff okay (laughs) i did it man i did not so the last question that i had on my list for you was some words of wisdom that you could leave to moms during this whole COVID 19 parenting what could you say to moms to help them navigate all the craziness what can i say is take a moment to breathe and realize that you are overwhelmed right now, mama. You are overwhelmed and you need to take a step back and you need to breathe so that you don't take it out on your kids. And you just need to realize that you are doing the best you can right now. And you might snap on your kids. You might do this. You might do that. Don't feel bad about it. Just apologize and keep moving forward. And take as many breaths as you can. Use the time that you're using the toilet if you can to take a break. If you have very young kids, if you have older teenage kids, try to do stuff to connect with them in this time. And remember that teenagers love to be around their friends. So, you know, try to be mindful that you guys are all stressed out at the moment. You guys are all being taken away from your normal and do mental health checks as a family. So that's the advice I have for those parents or mothers in this time right now. Make sure you're mentally checking in with your kids. Make sure you're mentally checking in with yourself as well. And notice your triggers. 
like what is going to trigger you at this time and be aware of it because that could just help so much that's it that's good and i think that is a good place to end this conversation thank you so much javon for joining me i'm so sad that Fastel couldn't come and join us too but like i said i know that she was here in spirit with us and yes you guys got to go over and check these ladies out at the reality bites podcast can you tell them where they can find you at javon well, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Reality Bites Podcast. Reality, yes, that's it. That's where you can find us. All right. So you guys head over there and listen to them and crack up because you definitely will. Again, thank you, Javon, for joining me. I appreciate you. No problem. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Melanated Mom podcast. Let's stay connected. Read my blogs over at melanatedmom.com. Stay connected with me on Facebook at melanated-mom, on IG at melanatedmompodcast, and my new Twitter account at melanatedmom1. Talk to you soon.